world government, world religion, precursors to the mark of the beast, the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement, World War III, and a great end-time revival. These are the events that we should be watching right now. Well, we will discuss a prophetic world review on this open line edition of the End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and I thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Today is open line. I will be taking your calls. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Wow, we had a week full of news, and uh, I talked about on Monday... I think I talked, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think I talked about uh, the Inter- Bank for International Settlements, the Federal Reserve, all of this international banking system. On, I'm going to get into that a little bit today. And then, of course, there was so much that happened throughout the week with world government, world religion, precursor to the mark of the beast. Next week, uh, they start, I think on Monday, they start the Parliament of World's Religions, and they're celebrating the 30-year anniversary of Hans Kung's Global Ethic. It's the signature document of the Parliament of World's Religions. And in that document, they say we need to sink the narrow differences of all the religions of the worlds for the cause of the world order or a global order. Well, what are they talking about? Sink our narrow differences. Narrow differences, you mean the belief in one God or the belief in thousands of gods? I mean, come on, the Bible only teaches one God. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. But yet there are religions that believe in thousands of gods. And there are Wiccans that attend those, which are witches, an order of witches that I guess it would be called a coven of witches that go to the Parliament of the World's Religions and any kind of religion you can imagine. And they're saying this, this signature document of that interfaith movement is to sink our narrow differences. Whether belief that Jesus was God or that he died on the cross or whether he didn't, that's the essence of a Christian belief system. That he died and was buried and rose again and our salvation plan is based upon what happened on Calvary. But many people don't believe Jesus was God, don't believe that he died on the cross for our sins or that he died, was buried and rose again. Without the hope in that, where's the hope in salvation, right? So sink our narrow differences. There's no way I could be part of that interfaith movement the Parliament of World's Religions. I almost went there next week just to see what's going on and get the inside scoop, but my schedule wouldn't allow me to. But man, I'm telling you what, folks, this stuff is coming down so fast. And you've got the world religion tied in with the world government. Sink our narrow differences to the world religion for the cause of a global order or a world order. And the Bible tells us this is specifically what's going to happen. Revelation chapter 17, verse 3. John saw a woman, the false religious system in the end time, sit on the back of a a scarlet-colored, seven-headed, ten-horned beast. The world government in the end time. World religion and world government in complete alliance with each other. And you can see that happening next week at the Parliament of World's Religions. They're talking about climate change and sustainable development. All of these world governing efforts. 
at the largest interfaith gathering on the planet. It's Bible Prophecy 101. Okay. Now, I will be taking your calls again, one 363 And until I get some calls, let me go through something here really quick. Because when I say, when me or Doug or Vince get on the radio or television, we say world government, sometimes people's eyes glaze over. World government. Dave, that's such a big topic. I can't wrap my mind around it, and I live in Timbuktu, and so who cares, right? But they are endeavoring to control every single aspect of your life. Did you know that the world government that's being established in the central banks are controlling inflation? The majority of inflation that happens comes from these international organizations and our central bank here in America. Did you know that? With the loans they give out, they don't produce anything to get money to loan. So where do they get that money? They have to tax the population. Inflation is a tax on the population. Okay? So Biden signed that um, Inflation Reduction Act. Biden's not over inflation. The central banks are creating inflation. Biden's just doing what he's told. And so when we talk about this world governing uh, situation, I'm going to get into G. Edward Griffin's. I'm reading right now G. Edward Griffin's A Creature from Jekyll Island book. If you have not read that book, I would highly suggest you read it. I'm trying to have, and it looks like I will have here in another couple months, um, G. Edward Griffin on the program. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, had him many times. He's traveling through August, so I think maybe in September or October, there's a good chance that I'll have him on the program. I'm going to try to have him on more than one. Because what, hap- what has been set up years ago, it's, it's over 100 years ago now, is affecting every single aspect of our life, folks. They're trying to economically sanction everything you do and to move us off of cash. I know there are people saying that, all oh, we'll never go into a cashless society. You better think again. If, if central bank digital currencies are implemented here in the United States, they're trying to push us off of cash which is freedom, and to move us into a central bank digital currency system. I know I talk about this almost every time I get on the radio, but listen, this is one of the major prophecies that are happening as we speak. I, I, I almost can't not talk about it. So G. Edward Griffin um, talked about, uh, in The Creature from Jekyll Isle, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, that they were created by global financiers and politicians back at the Bretton Woods Conference in 1944. And their announced goals were to facilitate international trade and stabilize the exchange rates of national currencies. Now, that's the textbook answer. But what their real goals, their unannounced goals, they were quite different. They were to eliminate the elimination of the gold exchange and as the basis of our currency evaluation and the establishment of world socialism. Now, I was going to go down through here, and I may go through a little bit more, but when you see the World Bank loaning money to underdeveloped nations, what are they doing? They don't create anything to make money. Where do they get their money? They tax the population. That's what they're doing. They loan money out of thin air 
because when we went off of the gold standard, that took away the checks and balances in the economic system. If you only had a million dollars worth of gold here, then you could only issue a million dollars worth of currency. There was checks and balance. But we went, when we went off of the gold standard in the early 70s under the Nixon administration, it took away the checks and balances, and it allowed us to move on to a fiat currency, which means the central banks can create money from thin air, folks. And when money is created out of thin air and is injected into the, the um, into society, inflation goes up. And that's what's happening right now in America. We'll get back off into it on the other side of the break. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, Baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And wow, I, I'm telling you, we're, we're so far off into the end time. I mean, I just went through one little snippet of the news and talking about inflation. You didn't realize that inflation in America was tied into world government, central banks around the world and and the International Monetary Fund and the Bank for International Settlements and all these different things, the World Bank. You didn't realize all that was tied into our personal checking accounts, did you? 
But the fact of the matter is, is they want to control every single aspect of your life. And to do that, they know that they have to control the economy. If you want a true world government, you've got to control the judicial system, you've got to control the economics, and you've got to control the political system. And that's exactly what they have now. The United Nations, they have the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the International Criminal Court. It's all established to control every aspect of your life. And so, um, I don't know, we'll get back into it here in a little bit. Uh, just depends on the calls. Again, I'm taking your calls today, one 363 8463 Let's go straight to the phones. Chuck in California. God bless, my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing, my friend? Good to talk with you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, my wife and my mother-in-law, we, we just got the uh, copy of Understanding the End Times book. Yes, sir. In the other day, and uh, my wife, my mother-in-law, and I are, are reading through that. We, we're we going very slowly. We'll read a section out loud, and then we'll pause and discuss it. Yeah. And uh, I've got a couple of questions we were wondering about. Mm-hmm. The first one is, do the three horns on the ten-horned beast in Daniel 7, that's plucked out by the little horn, does that have any relationship to the three ribs in the bear's mouth? So I, it could. However, I can't prove that conclusively at this point using Scripture. That's going to be one of the ones, Chuck, that we have to live through just like the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and some other things, that'll be one of the ones that we have to live through to look back and say, okay, I know that that was the three ribs in the mouth of the bear in Daniel chapter 7. At this point, I don't have a conclusive answer for that. And so I would have to tell you I don't know, although the, your, your question is a great question, and it very well could be, but at this point, I don't think we can know that yet. Okay. Yes, sir. And we're- we have another question. Um, what happened to the four wings of the fowl on the back of the leopard you know, on the federalized beast? Yeah. Is France going to be like absorbed into that one world government? Yeah. So that would be my answer, is that it appears that France is part of the one world governing body in the end time because she's part of the European Union. The ten horns symbolize, and the... the um, the ten horns of the beast symbolize the reborn Holy Roman Empire, which is the legs of, or the feet of iron mingled with clay in Daniel chapter 2. It's the exact same thing. So it looks like the, um, because if you notice, in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel said, I beheld till the eagle's wings were plucked out of the lion and made up, stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. He showed the, sep- he saw the separation of the United States from Great Britain. But that doesn't happen to the fowls on the back of the leopard, the fowl's wings, the four wings of the fowl on the back of the leopard. It looks like it's just part of the end-time world government um, of Revelation chapter 13 because that's one of the ways we know is that it was not depicted as being taken out of Germany. They're going to be in complete alliance all the way through the end. Okay, well, well, thanks. Yeah, that helps a lot. Okay, very good. Yeah, we, we've really been enjoying having uh, the material in written form where we can kind of study it a little bit deeper. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we've really been enjoying that. Yes, sir. Well, I, I, I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, I, we Again, for everybody that's listening, uh, 
We just got our new book in and the new DVDs. It's all updated information, but a lot of people are really enjoying the book. Um, got lots of good feedback from that because just like you, Chuck, I like reading. And so when I read, I want to underline and I mean highlight. And I mean, that way I can go right back and pick up the key things. And so um, that I, I'm hoping that it's very influential and that it helps people really understand these end times. It's the first time the book is the first time that this all 14 of these DVDs has put in a collect, in a collective group in published uh, in a, been published in a collective group ever and so um, we're getting a lot of good reviews on that I'm getting ready to go on a lot of radio and television programs to to push the book and because everybody needs to read this book understand the end time so thank you very much Chuck and and oh, uh, God bless you for the call you have a great weekend okay let's go to Frank in Alabama. God bless, Frank. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes. Uh, my question is, how does interdenominationalism compare to interfaithism? I'm not 100% sure I can define interdenominationalism. Is that like uh, all the Protestant churches gathering together like ecumenism? Uh, something like that, yes. Okay. So the fact of the matter is, is that uh, ecumenism and interfaithism are different. Uh, what happened was when you had the Catholic Church originally um, that came from about 300 to 325 A.D. until you came to the Reformation in 1517. And then Martin Luther starts translating the, the Bible into the common man's language. And he, start, he was saying, hey, look at what the Catholic Church does, but the Bible says this, that what the Catholic Church teaches is diametrically opposed to the Word of God. So he's nail, he nails his 95 theses in the door in Wittenberg, Germany. He's sentenced to death because of that, but it was never carried out because he escaped into the Protestant-controlled um, portion of Europe at that point. However, that starts the Reformation. Churches started seeing a little bit more light, and they broke off of the Catholic Church, and you had um, the Lutherans, and then you had the Episcopalians, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Nazarenes, and all the way down the line. Those were daughters of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church was the mother church. They were the daughters that broke off of that throughout time. So ecumenism is the effort, by, is the effort to draw all those daughters back home to mama, to the, to the mother, to the Catholic Church. Interfaithism is the effort to gather all the religions of the world, whether you believe in Allah, Buddha, Muhammad, um, Hare Krishna, I mean, uh, you're an old Mooney, whether you believe in, you know, uh, uh, worshiping the sun, the moon, the stars, a Hindu, that's interfaithism, all the religions of the world. Ecumenism is gathering the uh, Protestant daughters back home to the Catholic Church. So that's, that's the difference there. So I, I think that's what you're referring to, and that would be, uh, that would be the difference. There are two separate efforts. During Vatican II, there were two separate decrees. One of them was to the church's dialogue with the, the re- different religions of the world. The other one was, um, it was Nostra Etate and Udatatis Redingratio. They were decrees gathering um, the church's dialogue with all the church, uh, religions of the world and the church's dialogue with the churches that have broken off of the Catholic Church uh, from the Reformation on. And so um, those are the two differences there, Frank. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yes. In, o- in other words, 
it's fine for a, a number of good, solid Christian churches to get together at times that they want to. That's not that's not harmful like it is when the uh, you have interfaithism with getting maybe some religions that believe some terrible heresies. Yeah. Getting those as as long as long as it's based on the truth of the Word of God, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. When you move off the yeah, Word of God good. and get into all kinds of different belief systems, then you're going to have a problem. And so um, that's what it all should be based on, truth, uh, Frank. As long as it's based on the truth, that's 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 wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. I just yes, I sir. was thinking that some people might be shying away from that interdenominationalism to make sure they get away from interfaithism. But right. uh, I understand that's not really necessary. Yeah. Again, as long as it's based on the truth, all is well, my friend. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, sir, and have a great weekend. Yes. Let's go to um, Stacy in Pennsylvania. God bless Stacy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? I'm very blessed. Can't complain. Good. Um, I just wanted, I just had a question about, um, so when the mark of the beast occurs, mm-hmm. um, what type of money system do you think will be available for people that do not take the mark? Will there be anything available? Um, and the reason I'm asking is because I can really see the gold-backed dollar obviously declining um, like crazy to the point that it could just completely crash. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just wondering what your yeah. thoughts are on that. So at this point, Stacy, there's no such thing as a gold-backed dollar. I hope you. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big I things did, yeah. that we. Yeah, we function on a fiat uh, currency, and we went off the gold standard a gold-backed dollar back under the Nixon administration in the early 70s. Right now, we function with a fiat currency, which basically the central bank can create money out of thin air. Okay, I want everybody to realize this. This is very, very important. Because when the central bank loans money to, let's say, Sudan, uh, just for instance, uh, an underdeveloped nation, and... They create that money out of nothing and say, okay, now, or the United States, our government has to borrow money. Uh, most, of the, most of the debt the United States owes is owed to the Federal Reserve. Well, where did the Federal Reserve come up with the money to loan the United States? They don't do anything to produce money. So where did they come up with the money? They come up with that thin air. Oh, uh, Joe Biden administration, you need $100 billion dollars to pay off your army uh, or whatever, um, we'll create that out of thin air. Bing, 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 a few taps on the computer. Now you've got $100 billion to pay the army uh, and the Navy and the Air Force and the Marines their uh, payroll this week. And so it's just created out of nothing. However, we've got to turn around and immediately start paying the interest on that money. But it was created out of nothing. That's our Federal Reserve System today, folks. So... That's how, and imagine if they got, if they um, implemented a central bank digital currency, how much control they could have over us. I mean, they could control everything because if we didn't have another form of currency, that's how they could do it. Now, to answer your question, how will we function during the mark of the beast? I'm, I am reading everything I can get my hands on, Stacy, to see how this could happen. I, I, you know, right now we're three and a half years away at least from the mark of the beast being fully implemented, where I can say, folks, this is the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. So that would be like saying, Dave, what's the lottery number going to be next month? I mean, at this point, I don't know, because a lot can happen in three and a half years. However, 
I know that there are people here in the United States. I got a good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Freeman, at the war room, the economic war room with Glenn Beck and all those guys. And they're talking about having a, a true gold back dollar that can you can purchase so much of, of a uh, gold currency from the um, de- uh, gold depository down here just north of Austin, Texas. And they could issue what's called like a, I think it's called a fractional currency or something like that, where the, you, they could give you a, a debit card. And if you've got $10,000 of gold uh, purchased down there in the depository, then they can give you like a debit card so you can go buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks or uh, go to Cracker Barrel or whatever, and you could pay for your $5 cup of coffee, and they don't have to break off a little piece of gold and physically give it to them. You would use this little debit-type card. Now, there are people here in, the, in Texas that are working on that. Also, there are people for years have tried to get my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, and I, and End Time, and a lot of us um, caught up in a... Uh, a barter system where mm-hmm. you do so much work for somebody, a dentist, and then uh, a carpentry work, and then he would work on your kid's teeth, and it's like that kind of a barter system. And we didn't feel that it was time to do something like that because right now I can still function in society, and I didn't have to really necessarily worry about that. But I know there are people that are trying to start that type of a system up here. They were here in Dallas. I mean, this has been a while back. I mean, when my father-in-law was still alive. People were trying to get us to do that. So there's a barter system. There's a, there's a gold-backed dollar that each state uh, could create their own. I think it's on the books of every state in a law that they could pass or that, that has been passed that each state could create their own um, gold and silver currency. And it would have to be, you know, people could buy into it. That's another way. That's a possibility. But can I tell you, give you a conclusive answer today, Stacy? No, I cannot. Because, again, mm-hmm. in three and a half years, they could come up with some kind of a brand new technology. You know, I, I, the, one of the main things I see right now coming down the pike that's a precursor to the mark of the beast is this central bank digital currency system. I'm telling you, folks, if that's implemented here in the United States, uh, um, what's the, the, um, the guy's name? Joe Rogan. He was talking to a guy the other day, one of the number one podcasters on the Internet. And the guy said something about a central bank digital currency, and Joe Rogan said, uh-uh. He said, that's, that's uh, checkmate. He said, that's the end game right there. And it really is. Mm-hmm. If you understand what that is, they can control every cent that goes in your bank account, every cent that's taken, every, everything you could spend your money on. The central bank digital currencies are called programmable money. And if they didn't want, like, let's say, uh, a partner of ours donating to a conservative ministry like End Time, then they could say, oh, no, that's an invalid, you can't, this uh, central bank digital currency, that's an invalid purchase, you can't do that. And so they could absolutely just lock down everything once you get a control. Right now we're on a dollar, uh, the dollar bill, which is freedom, cash. Uh, But once we moved on to a central bank digital currency, that would be really checkmate. And so... I wish I could answer your uh, question more conclusively, Stacy, but at this point, I simply cannot. So, but we'll, I'm studying it. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. I'm asking questions. I'm interviewing people. And we'll certainly keep you guys up to date on everything we find out. And I'm happy to tell you what we're doing. But at this point, I think we're, it's, we're a little too far out from that yet. So God bless. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. All right, welcome back, everybody. And um, if you haven't signed up for our Israel tour yet, make sure you do that. If you want to go with us this fall, there's, I think, a week and a half or so to still get registered for that. And, wow, wow, I mean, a trip of a lifetime, really. This is just not some other tour for us. I've been on many of these tours. Every single one has been a spiritual experience for myself as well as the people that have went with us. And listen to me, folks. I was talking to a lady that came here to visit um, the other day at end time. We have people come and visit us from all over the place. And I was talking to her in my office, and I told her, I said, Jill, you understand that what I'm talking to right now is your body and spirit. I'm talking to your spirit. I said, my spirit is talking to your spirit. The flesh that you see right now, that's going to go to the grave or it'll be changed to an immortal and taken in the rapture. But if, if I go by the way of the grave, this old flesh is going to the, back to the dirt. But the thing that will, spend in, that will go into eternity is my spirit. And I said, so that's what I need to work on is my spirit. So when, I, when we go on these tours or when I teach a Bible study or we're on radio and television or we're in a prayer meeting or whatever, I, as a man of God, am trying to teach you to prepare your spirit for the second coming of Jesus Christ because that's what's going to spend eternity with him. And so when we go on one of our Israel tours, Yes, we do see the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives and the upper room and all that, and it's all awesome and wonderful. But that's really secondary to me making sure that I am prayed up and making sure that I am ministering to you as a man of God so that way you can experience the spiritual experience while you're there. If, if we had the Bible and you never got any of the spiritual experience, if you could quote the entire... There are people on the earth that can quote chapters and chapters. Some people that can quote like the entire New Testament and stuff. But if they don't get the spiritual aspect of it, they're not going to make it to heaven. The Bible says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I do need to know the word of God. That's of utmost importance. But I also need to have the spiritual experience that accompanies that. 
And I've known people who were very spiritual but didn't know anything about the Word of God. Then they get off into mysticism and all kinds of weird, crazy, uh, seance type weird stuff because they're all spiritual, but they don't have a basis, a foundation in the Word of God. But I've known people who studied the Word of God every day, every night, and could quote you any scripture, but had no spiritual balance to them. And they were, um, it was almost like a, uh, some kind of a radical uh, um, totalitarian situation. I mean, they're just like, oh, you got to line up to this and it's do this, do that, and don't do that. And, but yet there's no spiritual balance. And so they become this big hardliner that you don't even want to be around because my goodness, have you ever prayed in the last year? And so you got to have a balance. Well, when we go on our tours to Israel, I make sure that I'm praying every morning. And when we go to teach at the different sites, we'll talk to you about what happened in the Word of God. Our guides will give you the historical. We'll do the prophetic. But we're also going to do the spiritual side as well. And I've had many people that said, Dave, this is my first spiritual experience ever. And I've been going to church my whole life. And so the tours are much more for us. I went with my father-in-law so many times and I watched what happened. I felt the moves of the Holy Ghost and I was like, my goodness, I I know why we do these tours now. Now for me, it's going to the college and it's a lot of different things, but uh, because we teach in the college one night while I'm there. However, it's very important that you guys understand what these tours are all about. It will change your life. I'm not just telling you that. And so if you want to sign up and go with us on the fall tour, uh, there's still a little room to sign up here. Uh, call my wife, Jana, 1-800-363-8463. Call Brittany Motes and get signed up for the tour. And wow, what a great time that we will have. I'm not guessing. Let me see. I wonder if on this tour we're going to have a good time. I've had a wonderful time every time we've went. It's very safe over there. A lot of people question well, I, you know, there's all this uprising in Israel and, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're in danger. I've, I've never been in danger in Israel. Never. I've been, I, when we, there, there was a time when, there was a time on one of our trips when we flew in and we knew when we took off that Gaza was bombing, shooting bombs towards Tel Aviv and, and, uh, and that's where you land, Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. And so was I fearful? Nah. The Bible says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So I know I'm in the will of God. I just go. My father-in-law did the same thing. When we got off the plane, our guides were like, hey, we need to go straight to Jerusalem. We're like, no, we're supposed to go to Independence Hall in Tel Aviv and different things. And they were like, no, nah, probably ought to go straight to Jerusalem. I never heard one bomb going off. The news was like, you know, World War III is going on. They're shooting rockets from Gaza. And I, was, I walked outside the airport and was listening. Do I hear any bombs? No. So I've never felt unsafe ever, not once, in Israel. And so it's very safe. I've, went, I've had people go over there and say, wow, this is awesome. I, I thought, you know, there was going to be, you know, all these Palestinians rushing the Temple Mount and everything. No, it's very, very safe. I go up on, I've been on the Temple Mount every time I've ever been to Israel. Very safe. No uprisings. If, they, if, a, if somebody throws a rock in Israel, it's going to make front page of every newspaper in America and around the world. Because the international community hates Israel. So they're very anti-Semitic. So anything that happens there, they're going to blow it up. So anyway, okay. If you guys want to sign up for the tour, go with us. Um, Let's go to Trey in Texas. God bless Trey. Welcome to the End Time Show. 
Yes, first of all, I want to wish you a happy birthday because you're a fellow August baby like I am. I didn't call Come on now. Thank year. you very much, Trey. Yes, well, I want to say, uh, I said we're, I want to be, I'm very optimistic about our country. I think, it, like I told you last year, we've seen the overturning of Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. and we've seen how the general public has reacted toward Bud Light, Target, Disney. We're still a Christian country. We hang on to our Christian values. And I'm not going to mention if there is a political party that criticizes us for reading our Bible and clinging to our God and our guns. You know what? That's okay, because I'm, right. I'm proud to be a part of that. And I, just, I, I think you're part of a fabulous uh, a part of this country, and I, I commend you for all the good work you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Uh, really, Trey, it, it's a God thing. I'm on God's side. And God, the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So all of this propaganda that comes from the United Nations and, and our government and all these different things that are happening, climate change and everything that's going on, all, just so much propaganda. They're trying to divide our country by race and by economic status and all these other things. I don't pay any attention to any of that. I love people. I don't care what color they are. Irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant to God. And so I'm not going to allow them to divide my life and my America by race, I don't pay any attention to that. I don't pay any attention to somebody's economic status. Or I don't base who I love on where they go to church or whatever. I just want to know the truth. I want to teach the truth. And I want to get as many people to heaven as I can. And so do we talk about politics? Absolutely we do. If, if there's politicians coming out pushing abortion, I'm not voting for them. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. And so... Um, that's just what we do here, Trey. I'm, I'm going to teach the truth all the way to the end. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to fall under, succumb to peer pressure or any kind of other pressure to not teach the truth. I'm bound by God as a God called minister to teach the truth. That's what we're going to do all the way to the end. And I think people feel that and recognize that. So, um, God bless you, my friend. And I do appreciate the call and thank you for the happy birthday. Uh, it means a lot. I had so many people wish me a happy birthday and, and um, my wife and I just got back from our 35th wedding anniversary up in, uh, we sp- stayed up in Bar Harbor, Maine. It was awesome. And what a great time we had. But we had so much love and support. It was so cool to recognize uh, and to see that from people all over the world. And um, people, the thing is, Trey, people are tired of being deceived. Nobody wants that. Everybody, just teach me the truth. Just get me to heaven. I don't care what you got to, what I got to do. I want to go to heaven. And so I'll do whatever I have to do. If, you, if it's in the Bible, I'm doing it. I'm not arguing against it. I'm going to do it because this is my roadmap on how to get to heaven. So anyway, um, with that said, thank you for the call, Trey. You're welcome. All right. God bless you, my friend. All right. Let's go to, um, I think Smiley in California was next. Let's go to Smiley. God bless, my friend. Welcome to the end time show. Praise the Lord, Brother Dave. How are you? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? Doing good. Um, I just have a simple question. It's about the uh, beast system, Mark of the Beast. And um, um, I think I heard Irvin Baxter said um, that we, as America, may not be a part of the beast system, you mm-hmm. know, the Mark of the Beast. However, I had, um, in America, I shop at Whole Foods, and I so happen to see in different Whole Foods stores that you can either pay with cash, and it shows a little device where you can pay with your hand. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, hold on here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it kind of like I had to take a pause of it. And so 
it's been going over all Whole Foods, and then I think I saw some in McDonald's. Yeah. So um, I, I was thinking because I know that what he had said, do you think that maybe possibly that we may be a part of the B system and then later maybe pull out of it? I right. don't know. I mean, because we got those church. It looks really yeah. like the, the B system to me, <laughs> paying with your hand, and right. I've seen them pay with their hand too as well. So. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's the deal. Here, here's the I'll clear it up for you, Smiley, on my end. Because we're not part of the world governing system in the end time. Revelation chapter 13, the world governing beast. The body of the leopard, feet of the bear, mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. The eagle's wings are not mentioned there. Where are we? We are not part of that world governing system. Jump back one chapter and we are mentioned in Revelation 12, 14, where we are, the eagle's wings are protecting Israel against the world government. We're not in, we're not fully engaged with the world government. We are protecting Israel against the world government and the Antichrist all the way throughout that final three and one and a half years of Great Tribulation. Something has happened to the United States where we are standing against the world government in the end time. I know that looks impossible at this point. And many of the prophecies do right before they happen. But with that said... What about this central bank digital currency and people? I, I saw the video with the girl. I think it was in Whole Foods that was paying with her hand and all that stuff. The fact of the matter is, that's not, not the mark of the beast. The Bible says he's right. going to give everybody a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. And he's going to use that to economically sanction people to conform to a pledge allegiance or thereby worship him. So <clears throat> this is very important for everybody. I don't care if you've got to write this down, put it on your refrigerator. Make sure you never do two things. Even if I have to function under a, if I'm forced to function under a central bank digital currency situation, that would not be me taking the mark of the beast. Because I haven't done these two things, okay? Number one, I will never, ever take a mark of identification on or in my person. I'll never take a, a mark of identification with my global digital ID in an invisible tattoo that looks like a barcode. I would never. You couldn't pay me enough to do that. I would never put a chip in my hand, anything that could identify me or uh, they could use for some type of a global identification system to pull me into their uh, this central database or whatever. I'm, not, I'm never going to have that on my person ever. I'm willing to go to the nth degree on that. And then, uh, man, okay, here's the deal, Smiley. I'm coming up to a break. Can you hold over the break and let me finish? Yes, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, hold on, because I want to make sure I clear all this up for you and everybody else that's wondering, because there's really no gray area in my mind. This is black and white for me. I'm willing to go all the way on this. And so um, I'll I'll make sure it's all cleared up uh, on the other side of the break. God bless you all. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, 
We will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. All right, Smiley. Now, I'm so glad that you asked this question because it, it is a little confusing to some people. I'll never take a mark of identification on my person, and I will never pledge allegiance to, thereby worshiping the Antichrist or his one world governing system. So those are the two things that I'm willing to, uh, that's the hill I'm willing to die on right there, those two things. Now, there are people here in the United States that are pushing stuff that looks like it's a precursor to the mark of the beast. The central bank digital currency is certainly a precursor to the eventual mark of the beast system. I don't want to see it implemented here in the United States. Right. However, if it is, and I and we if we go, let's say we did go cashless. I don't know if we ever will here in the United States fully, but let's say we did, and I had to go to a central bank digital currency. I probably would do that at this point because it's not I, it's not me putting a mark of identification on my person, and it's not me pledging allegiance to the world governing system. However, if they said to get your central bank digital currency system, you've got to pledge allegiance and obey the edicts of the world governing body and eventually the Antichrist. At that point, I'm like, cut, you know, I'm out. You can close my bank account. I'm done. I'm going to go do, I'll do something else. I'll have to trust God. I mean, what well, God will supply. But I'm saying there's two things you cannot do. No mark of identification on your person. No pledge of allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. If, if, if anything else, I can pretty much, whatever I need to do to function in society, I can do that. So there are people that are pushing things that look like the precursors of the mark of the beast here in the United States. But I know from the prophecies of the Bible, the United States will not be fully engaged in the world governing system in the end time. We're going to stand with Israel. The Bible says eagle that Israel is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nourished in her place uh, for time, times, and half a times, and we're protecting her from the face of the serpent. The serpent in um, Revelation chapter 12 is Satan. He's the dragon. And so that's the world governing body, the Antichrist. They're all tied in together. So we're not going to be fully engaged in that, but yet there could be some things that come along like this girl that paid in, in uh, Whole Foods with her hand. I saw that, and I'm like, that looks a lot like the Mark of the Beast, but that, right. that girl hasn't taken the Mark of the Beast, though, even though it's really similar. Now, if she's got a chip in her hand, I think some people were calling her the chip girl. I don't know if she had a chip in her hand or not, but if she has, I would never put one of those chips in my hand. There are thousands mm-hmm. of people in Europe that have that. You couldn't pay me enough to do that, not, not with my, the understanding I have of the Bible. There's no way. And so, right. and this, this is why it's important, Smiley. We talk, we, I, I believe the Bible teaches a post-tribulation rapture. But there right. are people who will say, well, I, you know, I'm going to be gone when the rapture happens and when the mark of the, or when the, uh, when the mark of the beast is doled out. So 
this chip in my hand, this can't be the mark of the beast because I'm going to be gone when all that happens. And that's why I believe it's important. You say, why do you guys do so many programs on the post-trib rapture? Because there are some things in the end times you can't do. It's of, it's of eternal consequence. And I want to make sure people know the truth that, hey, we're going to be here through this thing and make sure you understand that you're sober and you're watching and understand the prophecies of the Bible. So I know it's not a popular teaching, but I believe it's the truth. And so um, that's what we're going to teach, Smiley. Right. Yep. Right. Well, thank you. All right, my friend. God bless. I hope that cleared it up because there's no, really no gray area for me. I will never do some things. And taking a mark of identification on my person and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist, his world governing system, I'm not going to do that. The Bible says most of the world will do that, folks. The Bible says that everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will worship and will follow after, thereby worshiping the Antichrist. And the Bible says that they will also worship the dragon, which is Satan. So get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, be born again, live for God, go in the rapture. There's, no, there's, no, there's not a gray area for me. There are some things I have to do. It's the most important thing in my life. I've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. How am I going to make it through the end time? I don't have enough intellect to come up with some kind of a, a, a scheme to make it through the end time. I've got to be spirit-led. That's how the apostles functioned under the reign of a world government. Rome ruled the world during that time. They were spirit-led individuals. Read the New Testament. They went from being fishermen and tax collectors and all this other stuff to once they were born again, the Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking in bread, and in prayers. They had to learn how to be spirit-led individuals. The apostle Paul said in the book of Romans, they that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So going through the end times, I've got to be a spirit-led individual. God, what do I do now? Do I, does end time ministries pivot here? What do we do here? I know all of the things that we're going to do in Israel and the Middle East and around the world, teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. How are we going to do that with so much pressure? The Bible says that if God be for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So I'm following God, folks, and I hope you do as well. I know most of you do, but I'm just saying, if you've got friends, family, your own sphere of influence that are not following God, oh man, have that conversation because nobody's promised tomorrow. Okay, wow. Whew, see what a can of worms you open, Smiley? Okay, everybody, let's get back to the phones. Carol in Mississippi. God bless my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Uh, yes, so how are you, Brother Dave? God I'm, bless you today. I'm doing tremendous. Thank you for asking. I want to t- uh, just tell you that the little horn is Prince Charles. He's now King Charles III. He's from Roman lineage. Mm-hmm. He's in with the Roman Catholic Church, and that's, you know, but anyway, he's he's claiming he's they anointed him to be the king of um, Israel, so I, we know he's not, but I'm just saying he's already been anointed with the holy anointing oil and everything in his coronation. You have, you have to know that the, the person that wrote this book is called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea, published in 1998. I don't have a copy of it, but I went in there and found 20-page free sample, and you go down to pdf uh, or prophecyhouse.com, mm-hmm. 
and you go down about eight spaces down. There's about eight, you know, you go down where it says PDF, and you can download 23 pages, and that was 1998, but they knew about it in the 80s. I just found it out this year about in April. Okay. I've been trying to tell some people, but it's hard to get through. Yeah. But anyway, so he has another book now out, uh, 2023, after the coronation, and they explained what was going on. Okay. He was behind that box or whatever it was in that coronation. So I, I tell you what uh, I'll do, Carol. I will, I will take that into consideration. And I know that if I had to have maybe a top 25 or 30 list, I may put Prince Charles on there. Um, but at this point, there are many politicians that could qualify for a potential um, Antichrist situation. I know that the Bible says that he is revealed at the time when he stands in a rebuilt Jewish temple and proclaims to be God. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3-4. through 4. So when in, uh, up until that point, we may have kind of a general idea, but up until that point, I don't believe we'll specifically know who the Antichrist is until he is revealed. The Bible says he's revealed at that point, and then I can go on the radio and say, so-and-so is the Antichrist. Uh, so up until that point, I'm going to, um, I'm going to speculate, but I, I will, uh, we'll have a totally different conversation at that point. And then now he's got more, and they're coming up with this at the United Nations uh, 23rd, uh, I mean, it's in September this year, 2023. 20, right. They're going to be discussing all this, and they're the ones that are trying to bring all this chip and everything in and all this, whatever you're talk, we're talking about, you know, we know, we know what we're talking about. But his number comes up six six six. They've done it through some type of math, right? Uh, yeah. But anyway, I, it, uh, it's irrefutable in my opinion. Yeah. That it's well, already proven that that's who he is because yeah. it is revealed because he gave us revelation so we would know. Right. So I am familiar with those prophecy or with that those, that speculation in that book and. Uh, or with with the speculation that Prince Charles is the Antichrist, or I should say King Charles now. Uh, I refer to him as Charles because he's not my king, but I guess he's somebody's king. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, I believe that we'll know in the near future who he is. And uh, when we know who he is, I'll certainly report on it. So God bless you, my friend. And I do thank you for the call and all the information. Let's go to George in California. God bless George. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, George. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay, what you got, my friend? Uh, I just want to express my opinion on something here. Yes. About the mark of the beast and uh, one world government. I know you read somewhere in Revelation where it says the dragon gave the beast its power. Mm-hmm. I think all that is unfolding right now, uh, I think that uh, the dragon is working through the Communist Party of China. They are using that entity to influence all the world bodies and the world organization like the WHO, the WTO, the World Health Organization, Mm -hmm. and all those bodies. And they are trying to influence all the major policies that will be used by the one world government. Sure. And, you know... Satan himself is the dragon, but he's, manipul- he's manifesting himself through the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah, so I, the- I, I do agree with you on part of it. 
because I do know that the, the Bible says that the end time world governing body will be a socialistic communistic body and that the Antichrist himself will be a socialist communist. So I, I do agree with you on that point. However, I don't want people to be confused on the, because, you know, you can go look up news articles and they're everywhere that says the China, Chinese dragon. Um, when the Bible talks about the beast of the world governing body in Revelation 13, the, the, when, it talk, when it says the dragon, give it its seat, power, and great authority, Revelation 12, 9 and Revelation 20, verses 1 and 2, specifically tell us that the dragon is Satan himself. And even the Revelation chapter 12 uh, talks about a, scar- a, um, uh, a scarlet-colored uh, seven-headed, ten-horned dragon. A seven-headed mm-hmm. dragon. And that's obviously lets us know that the world government will be created in the image of Satan himself. So uh, I, I totally agree with you on the, the communistic, socialistic portion. And I do agree that China is trying to influence um, some of the different uh, economies of the world and the world government and different things. However, I want you to understand that the new world order that is established is the one that will take us to the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be a China-governed parallel. China wants to create its own world government. They're not trying to align themselves with the current New World Order that was established uh, with the United Nations, the, the International Monetary Fund, the, the um, World Bank, the International Criminal Court. China does not run those at this point. They would like to influence them. However, that is, that, uh, those global institutions are set in stone, and those are the ones that are controlling the economies of the world. The, Inter- the um, Bank for International Settlements and the central banks of the world are the ones controlling the economies of the world with the International Bank and the World International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. So China would love to control them, but those are controlled by cartels, the cabals, the central banks. And there's not that's not something you could invest in or influence. It's not going to happen. So um, I do agree with a portion of what you said. I do thank you for the information. I am sorry, but I'm out of time. I'd love to continue the conversation. Maybe we can do it next week. So God bless you all. Have a great weekend. 